We begin a new series called Life is a Road Trip. And what I want to talk to you about today is the road that you're on. And uh, every one of us is actually on a road. Whether, whether you feel you've chosen it or not, the fact of the matter is, is that you have made a decision and you have chosen to take a road. And uh, so over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about this road that, that we're on, and we'll be talking about how to make sure that we stay on the right road. Um, Jesus said that in this life, we're traveling on either one of two roads. And if you look at this passage of Scripture here, maybe read it with me. Uh, here it is. Let's say it together. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Jesus is talking about two roads here. The wide road is always easiest, so least resistance. It is uh, a road that is populated by lots of friends and much company. There's no cost required. And in fact, Jesus says most people choose this road, the wide road. The narrow road, on the other hand, is the road that is, according to Jesus, difficult. It's a road full of troubles and struggles. It's a road where there is much resistance. Oftentimes it's lonely. Oftentimes it's costly. And, surprisingly, Jesus says that few ever find it. Now, I want us to stop this morning and consider what road that we are on. What road are you on? Jesus said that few find the narrow road. Jesus says that most people choose the wide road. So here's the question this morning. Why take the narrow road if it is so difficult? Why would we even consider taking a narrow road if it's difficult and lonely? And here's the thing. Because Jesus says one road leads to hell and the other to life. And the fact of the matter is, according to Christ, in whom we have put our faith and our trust, Jesus says it's the narrow road that leads to life. It's the wide road that leads to destruction. What road are you on this morning? If you think that you're on the narrow road, I have to ask you this. Are you sure? Are you sure you're on that narrow road? Are you sure you're not on the wide road? Now, the wide road represents the way of the world. It represents what the world holds to be true. The wide road represents what the world holds to be important and valuable. The world represents According to the whole New Testament, the world represents all that is, ready? All that is Antichrist. The New Living Testament calls this road the road or the highway to hell. It's a word that we don't hear too much these days because it's not a popular word. We don't want to hear the word hell. We prefer to leave that out of our Christian uh, vocabulary. We choose not to, to talk about who's going to hell and who's not because it's a very unpopular subject. 
And it sounds judgmental and condemning. This morning, my job as your pastor is to tell you the truth. I heard one person say, good. (laughs) Can I say it to you again? My job as your pastor is to tell you the truth. Someday, I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to have to give an account. And the thing that Jesus is going to say to me is, Alan, did you tell them the truth? And then I'm going to have to stand there and I'm going to have to give an account. And I'm going to have to say, Lord, let me check my preaching schedule here to see if I did what I was supposed to do. And I'm going to be able to look at this day and say, this is a day, Lord, when I did tell everybody the truth. I told everybody what they needed to hear. Now here's the thing. At one time it was easy to preach sermons with hellfire and brimstone and everybody loved it. At least those who uh, considered themselves a little bit more holy than everybody else. But today, in our culture, in our society, people don't want to hear that kind of a message. They don't want to hear anything about it. But here's the thing. Do you want to hear truth? Or do you want to hear what's going to make you feel good? I'll tell you this this morning. The thing that's going to make you feel good is when you know the truth and you embrace it and it sets you free. Only truth can set you free. Only truth can bring you happiness and joy. And so as we start this new season in 2011, it's imperative that I help you make sure that you're traveling on the right road. My prayer for you is that you are traveling on the narrow road and not the wide road. Let's talk about the wide road for a moment. Jesus says that the, road, the, the wide road is the road that most people choose. Why? Because it's, it's easy. This, uh, this um, end of August, beginning of September, Labor Day long weekend, Nicholas begged for us to take him to Banff, and, uh, which is quite a switch for Nick, because it wasn't that many years ago when he'd say, Dad, can we go somewhere else, please? And it was because we used to make him climb the mountains, and uh, he would cry. <laughs> and people would look and whisper, look at them, they're making those kids go up that mountain. And we have to bribe him a little piece of chocolate. Come on, Nick, here's another piece. Here's another piece. Here's another piece. Nicholas and I were laughing about that. Now, folks, fast forward. Nicholas is uh, now 15, and it was, come on, Dad. (laughs) Come on, Dad. (laughs) Up the mountain. Let's let's go to Banff. We arrived at Lake Louise, which is one of our favorite places to visit. And um, in case you're not familiar with that, it's, it's got the beautiful Chateau Lake Louise on the beautiful Lake Louise and beautiful trails there. And one of the things that we've been doing for many years is we've been uh, climbing up to one of the tea houses. There's two tea houses there that uh, are about 1,500 feet up from Lake Louise. Uh, when Jesse was just about two years old, I carried him up on my shoulders all the way up to the more difficult tea house. And I was just uh, 
I was just thinking about how difficult it would be to do that today. <laughs> but as we were pulling into Lake Louise, we noticed that the cars were backed up all the way down, down the hill, really. So it was at least a half, a half a mile of cars. I'd never seen so many cars at Lake Louise. And um, my mind, in my mind, we were going to go climb up to Lake, Lake Agnes, some 1,500 feet uh, above Lake Louise. And um, I thought to myself at first, man, this is going to be terrible. There's going to be too many people there. But then I thought, ah, not a lot of people like to take a difficult path. So we drove in, found a spot, got our shoes on. We were all kind of tired and muttering, but I said, you know, we've got to do this because we'll feel good after. I tell myself that. <laughs> we began the climb, and sure enough, not many people on the path. It's difficult. It's a difficult path. It's, it's uphill all the way. Just a few, few, few places where it kind of levels off, but I mean, just for like seconds, and then it's back uphill again. Not many people on that path. Walking around the lake, Lake Louise, oh my goodness, hundreds, thousands of people sitting there, sitting, looking at the lake, coming in and out of the chateau, having tea, looking at the scenery, but not many taking the trail up to where they're far, far greater, more beautiful scenery. This is a metaphor, folks, for the Christian life. Many people will take the wide road which goes around Lake Louise, but not many will take the narrow trail that goes up to Lake Agnes, where the scenery is incomparable. People want to take the road of least resistance. People want to take the road where there's lots of friends and lots of company, where everybody is happy, where there's no cost required, where you come down from your little uh, walk and feel that it really wasn't tiring at all. The narrow road, on the other hand, is a road that costs something. It's a road that is difficult. It's a road where there is resistance. It's a road that can at times be lonely. My question to you this morning is what road are you on? The reality is, is that no one wants a difficult road. No one really wants to stand out as being different from everybody else, especially when you're younger. Talk about peer pressure for youth. I'll tell you, there's peer pressure for people of all ages, isn't there? Yes. It's, it's at, at every age. And young people, it doesn't get necessarily any easier. It's a difficult road. Why would you choose the narrow road when you could take the wide road? Nobody wants to be unaccepted by others. Nobody wants to be laughed at or humiliated or mocked because of what they believe. And yet Jesus says, if you're going to be my disciple, if you want the road that leads to life, then it's going to cost something. And it might be lonely, and it might be difficult. Yes, Jesus says it will be difficult. It's no wonder, then, that so many people choose the wide road. It's no wonder so many people reject the truth claims of Christianity. It's no wonder that so many churches today in North America have watered it down so much 
that everybody feels welcome and everybody feels at home. And the fact of the matter is, is that Christianity, the truth that Jesus preaches, the standard that Jesus calls us to is very narrow. Adapting to the mindset and the philosophies of this world is what's going to happen to you if you choose a wide road. That's how you know whether you're, you're on that wide road. You find yourself agreeing with the women on The View. You find yourself agreeing with Bill Maher. You find yourself agreeing with the latest talking heads on TV. That's how you know if you're on the wide road. You find yourself adapting to the political views that are not in line with Scripture, but in line with what society deems as acceptable. You heard him saying today. Jesus has called you and I to walk in a narrow road, and it's not easy. It's difficult. And surprisingly, Jesus says that few people find this narrow road. Have you found the narrow road? Are you walking on that narrow road that leads to life? Or are you on a road that is leading to destruction? Life is falling apart for you. It's not what it needs to be. It's not what it should be. If you've chosen the wide road, my friends, you find yourself feeling comfortable fellowshipping with people. Listen to this. You'll find yourself feeling comfortable fellowshipping with people who are comfortable on the wide road. People who are comfortable. You'll find yourself feeling comfortable with people who are hostile to God and hostile to Jesus Christ and hostile to the gospel. You'll feel good around them. You'll think, oh, well, that's their opinions and I've got my opinions and everybody's happy keeping their own opinions to themselves. If you're finding yourself feeling comfortable in the fellowship of people who, who hate Christ, who hate God, who hate the church, who hate the gospel, then, my friends, you are in serious trouble. You are likely traveling on the wide road that leads to destruction. Jesus gives us very strict warnings about this. What road are you on? Are you comfortable? laughing at the jokes of people who hate your Christ, who reject your Christianity? What road are you on? I, uh, I uh, have a pastor friend that was doing really well in the ministry, and all, the, all of a sudden one day everything just fell apart. He had an affair. And the question was put to him. How is it that you seem to be doing so well in the ministry, things seem to be going so well for you, your church is growing, things seem to be going really, really well, and all of a sudden, boom, it's over. And he proceeded to explain what his personal life looked like. He was taking the road of least resistance, he chose to give up his time of devotions, prayer, and Bible study. 
He chose to give up giving. He felt he did enough for the church and that it was the people's job to support the work of God. And he found himself becoming stingy and holding back on his tithes and offerings. Yeah, can you believe that? A pastor. He found himself falling out of fellowship with fellow pastors and found himself choosing to hang out with the rich businessman who would happily take him to the golf course. And before long, his Christian life, his private Christian life was so undermined that he found himself on the road to destruction. And he lost his ministry, he lost his marriage, he lost his family. And can I tell you this, my friends, this didn't happen by accident. This was a choice. He chose to walk the wide road rather than the narrow road. And so I want to ask you this morning, what road are you on? What are the choices that you're making right now that are leading you to destruction? And Jesus says, says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And if you've made choices that have taken you on a wide road, then my friends, destruction is waiting for you around the corner. Yes, even hell. Pastor, this is not, this is, you're making me really uncomfortable. This is not what I came to church to hear this morning. You remember what I told you at the beginning? I've got to stand before God someday and give an account of what I said to you. I will give an account. I will have to answer. And I'm only telling you what Jesus said. It's not my opinion. It's not my philosophy. It's what Jesus says. And anyone who would call himself a follower of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, if you love Christ, then you'll obey his word. You can't call yourself a lover of Jesus Christ, a lover of truth, if you reject what Jesus says. But I'm going to tell you this right now, walking that wide road, it's a choice. It's, it's a choice that you make. Which leads us then to that narrow road. Are you on that narrow road? The narrow road represents the way of Christ. That word Narrow in the Greek means cramped. It's literally what it says, the cramped gate, the cramped road. In other words, there's no room. It's the constricted road. That's what it also means, that constricted, narrow, cramped. It's room for you and Jesus, and that's it. It's that narrow. One of the, one of the newest trails that we discovered in Banff was once you take the, this is the way I like to climb mountains, you take the, you tr- take the, uh, the gondola up to the top, <laughs> hello, take the gondola up to the top and then you walk the rest of the way. There is a trail that goes then to the, to the peak on Sulphur Mountain and it's, all it is, it's a little ledge, it's about six inches wide and you actually slip your feet into the rock, and then you inch your way along. i got pictures of this. I can prove it. And there we are, inching away. There's no room for anyone but you. In fact, you go one at a time. There's one wrong move, and 
and you're going to be bare, bare breakfast <laughs> or bare lunch. You hear what I'm saying? Let me state the obvious about the narrow road. It's narrow. The narrow road is narrow. What does this mean? Definition of narrow means limited in area or scope. Cramped. Lacking, listen to this, lacking flexibility. Does this ring a bell, anyone? Rigid. Does this ring a bell? Narrow opinions. Not willing to consider other ideas. What's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear narrow? Could it be intolerant? Fundamentalist? Old-fashioned? Fanatical? If you thought of all these words, well, then you'd be pretty, pretty much dead on. Jesus says the narrow road is narrow. Here, listen to this. The very nature, the fundamental nature of truth is that there is no alternative. If there was an alternative, it wouldn't be truth. Logic makes that clear to us, doesn't it? At least I hope it does. These terms, intolerant, narrow, rigid, inflexible, these all have very, very negative connotations. People are not comfortable with that. In fact, this is why so many people who call themselves believers don't want to be identified with evangelicals because evangelicals hold to a standard of truth which says whatever Jesus says, I believe it. And yet, my friend, listen to me. This is what Jesus calls us to. He calls us to a road that is narrow, that doesn't offer alternatives. Jesus is saying, listen to me. If you want to follow me, you must come on this narrow road that doesn't offer alternatives, that's not all-encompassing, that does not accept the premise or the notion that all roads lead to God. It's very intolerant. I didn't say unloving, I said intolerant. But the world equates intolerance with a lack of love. But I'm going to tell everybody here this morning, just so that I can give you the courage to carry on on the narrow road, as you take that narrow road, it's not a call to be unloving. If anything, true love tells people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And so Jesus does that. He tells us not what we want to hear. He tells us what we need to hear. Is this the road that you're traveling on? Is it that narrow road that says, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow the teachings of Christ, even when those teachings are uncomfortable and maybe unacceptable to the world. Why do we have a hard time holding to this narrow road? Because it's, it seems uncharitable to tell people that they're wrong. Doesn't it? It seems uncharitable. It seems arrogant to suggest to somebody that maybe they could be wrong. Somebody sent me this, this very, very uh, funny little story. I don't know if it's true or if it's apocryphal. 
A senior citizen was driving down the freeway. His car phone rang, answering it. He heard his wife's voice urgently warning him, Herman, I just heard on the news that there's a car going down the wrong way on 280. Please be careful. Shoot, said Herman. It's not just one car, it's hundreds of them. Everybody else is wrong except Herman. Herman's, in his mind, is going the right way, but the hundreds of cars going the other way are wrong. Nobody wants to be told the truth. It's hard to accept. But the fact of the matter is, folks, listen to me now. This is very important. Truth is what sets people free. Truth is what saves people's lives. Truth is what gives people life. Truth is what gives people hope. Truth is what rescues people from sudden and sure disaster, destruction. Jesus, come, Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? Have life and have it more abundantly. But my friends, it doesn't happen just because you said the sinner's prayer. It happens because you've made a decision to walk the narrow road. It happens because you've made a decision. You've chosen to follow the way of Christ rather than the way of the world. This last century, we saw the end of what philosophers and scientists and social scientists called modernity. Modernity represented most of the isms that we knew in the last century, communism and capitalism and socialism and fascism and the list goes on. All of these isms were obsessed with the need for evidence, and so therefore they rejected Christianity because Christianity didn't seem to have the evidence that was necessary to believe. At the fall of the Berlin Wall, we saw the fall of all these isms. Social scientists today would say that every one of them was an absolute failure. What followed modernism, a modernity, if you may ask? Postmodernism, of course. What does postmodernism say? Postmodernism says, very simply, that your truth, your reality, your experience is just as valid as mine. You could see what a problem this would be for the church. Because Jesus says clearly, I am the way. Say it with me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Now you would think that evangelical pastors, people who actually read their Bible, would see the problem with this, wouldn't you? You would think that, but guess what? Pastors who obviously have forgotten how to read their Bible or don't read their Bible have embraced this new approach and now have what we call postmodernist churches. And we have many of them right here in this city, and we even have some in the PAOC, which I can't get my head around. And they would tell everyone, your experience is as valid as my experience. Your reality is as valid as my reality. Your truth is as valid as my truth. And yet Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. 
Friends, this is a narrow road. It's a very narrow road. It's an intolerant road, if you will. But it is not a road that's lacking in love. In fact, if anything, if anything marks this narrow road, it's, it is love. People need to hear the truth because truth is what sets people free. My calling to you as your pastor is to make sure that you know what is the narrow road and to make sure you're traveling on it. Now, I want to end on a, on a happy note. At least this will be a happy note for those who are on the narrow road. Jesus tells us about the end of times. And he tells us that in the last days, there will be what we call a great apostasy, a great falling away of those who call themselves Christians. They will fall away and follow a lie rather than Jesus. I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to especially say this to my kids, we're living in the last days. We are living in the last days. I, uh, I wondered how on earth this apostasy would unfold if it were to unfold in my generation. I'm seeing it happen now. The church of Jesus Christ no longer holds to the truth. It sets up as a standard, as false idea of what love is. Anything goes, I'll embrace you just the way you are, and I'm not going to ask you to change. My friend, this is not love. It's not true love, because it's not the love that sets people free and puts them on the road to eternity, and eternity with Jesus Christ. We live, my friends, in difficult days. I'm going to tell you, as a pastor preaching this kind of stuff in the year 2011, it wouldn't surprise me if I didn't get a knock on my door one of these days saying, Reverend Duncalf, you are guilty of propagating uh, hatred and intolerance. It wouldn't surprise me if this pastor wasn't arrested for holding to the truth. The reason I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me is because Jesus warned of this very thing in the last days. They will arrest you. They will persecute you. But don't worry, Jesus says. Don't worry because I will show you what you should say and what you should do. Jesus is calling us to make a decision today. He's calling us to make a decision what road we're going to take, what road we're going to walk on. I want to ask you today, before I close, what road are you on? Are you on the narrow road or are you on the broad road that leads to destruction? The narrow road says, Jesus, I want to follow you 
I want to do exactly what you say. I want to live by the standard that you set for me. No matter what the cost, no matter what the resistance, no matter how lonely it is, I have decided to follow Jesus. Would you stand with me, please? Close your eyes. And I'd like us to sing this prayer this morning. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. Lord, that is our prayer this morning. I pray that it's everybody's prayer this morning. Give us the grace and the strength to take that narrow road, the road that leads to life, the road that leads to peace, the road that leads to joy, the road that leads to hope. I pray, God, today that you would birth in the hearts of each person here today a brand new love for the Word, that they would find themselves picking up their Bible and knowing what the Bible says, knowing what Jesus says, so that there'll be no deviation. There'll be no delusion. God, that everyone here today would know that narrow road and walk on it faithfully. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said it with me. Amen. Ask some of